Grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text that I've chosen for today comes from Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Dear friends in Christ, I wasn't great at chemistry. My parents would tell you, well, his brain worked well enough, but he just didn't apply himself. True or not, in grade 11 chemistry class that was scheduled for a test, I was delighted when our chemistry teacher, Mr. Hoglum, was late getting to class. My friend Lee and I went up to the teacher's desk and noticed that Mr. Hoglum had left the tests for that day on his desk. We looked at each other and I said, wouldn't it be crazy if somebody hid these tests and today we wouldn't have to write this test? Now Lee was good at chemistry, so I don't know if he thought it was such a good idea, but I thought it was a fabulous idea. And so I took the tests and I tucked them between two books on Mr. Hoglum's desk. Mr. Hoglum came back to the classroom and I was excited to see what was going to ensue with this tomfoolery. But on my way back to my desk, I noticed that Jay Rooks saw what I had done. Jay Rooks. I was about to say what we had done, me and Lee, but I think Lee was an innocent bystander if I remember. I just skirted back to my desk when Mr. Hogland came in and he went straight for his desk and the tests, which were now hidden between two books. For a few moments, he looked around his desk and I saw his face turn from perhaps slight amusement to anger. And after a few moments more of searching, turned to seething. And he looked over the class and said, I will give the person that hid these tests one chance to take responsibility by standing up, walking into the hallway where I will meet him or her for a chat. I was terrified. What had I done? The class was looking around at each other, looking for the guilty culprit. So what did I do? I looked around to try and fit in, to blend in, though I was guilty as sin. As I look around the room, Jay Rooks, who saw me hide the tests, caught my eye, and without missing a beat, he stood up and walked out of the room into the hallway. Jay Rooks was no friend of mine. He was one of the, the cool kids. He was older than I was, and he had no reason to head into the hallway except to expose me. Now what could I do? Nothing. Wait for Jay to expose me, expose my sin of hiding the test, expose my cowardice in not owning up to it, and then I'd have to face the questions of my classmates. Why didn't you just walk out into the hallway and own it? Why did you hide the tests in the first place? So I did what every good Lutheran boy does. I faced forward, sitting in my desk, sweating and praying. <laughs> Mr. Hoglum came back into the room I expected the jig was up, and now it was my turn to take the long walk out of the classroom in shame. For surely Jay had exposed me. Mr. Hoglum went and grabbed the hidden tests and said, Mr. Rooks is taking the long walk to the principal's office for his crime. 
I don't remember what I got on that test, but I remember that I had this great feeling of relief. Today, we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus and the text that I've chosen from Matthew. Jesus comes to John the Baptist to be baptized by him. And John says to him, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. John the Baptist is right. He is the sinner in need of baptism. He is the one that recognized he's not worthy to stoop down and untie the sandals of the Lord who stands before him. But the Lord asks to stoop down himself, to stoop down to this camel hair wearing grasshopper eating fellow and put some water on him. John's response to Jesus' request is not confusing to me, but Jesus' response to John's request is but Jesus says let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness what Jesus the sinless son of God needs no baptism baptism is for sinners John when he appeared in the wilderness proclaims a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins Jesus needs no forgiveness and yet Jesus says this is fitting Well, how does that fit? What is good, right, and salutary about Jesus being under the water as sinners are? If this is fitting, fitting in relation to what? Jesus answers that question with the end of his statement. It is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus has come to fulfill God's plan of salvation. John concedes to baptize Jesus because John can't save the world. John steps aside to let the one whom God has sent to do what he came to do, to fulfill God's plan to save this world from its sins. John relents and Jesus submits. Submits to a sinner's baptism by a sinful man. And why? Because it shows how the reign of heaven will come and has come in Jesus Christ. Jesus doesn't just stand with sinners. He stands in for sinners. To fulfill all righteousness, to fulfill the law and the prophets, the sinless Son of God had to take the place of sinners. Jesus received the sinner's baptism to stand in our place. In the Old Testament, there's a ritual that the priests did for the people of Israel. Aaron would take two goats and present them before the Lord in his tabernacle. Then Aaron would cast lots for the two goats, one lot was for the Lord's goat, and the other was for one called the scapegoat. And Aaron brought the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offered it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell, that was the scapegoat, was presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it, and it was let go. The scapegoat was let go into the wilderness. One died, one walked away. I always thought it was the scapegoat that was the one who paid for sin. But looking at this, it is not the scapegoat that was sacrificed for the sins of the people. It was the Lord's goat. It was the one that the Lord's lot fell upon, that paid in blood. 
John pointed to the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world by standing in for sinners, by taking our place in all things necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus filled the law. He stood in the water for a sinner's baptism, set his face like flint toward Jerusalem that he might walk the road to Calvary, carrying his cross. Jesus stands in for us to walk the path of death, carrying our sins in his body. John the Baptist, who says of himself, I must become less, Christ must become more, did not stand in the way of God's plan when Jesus requests baptism. And Jesus did more than stand with sinners, he stood in for them. He lived the life that we could not live, he was sacrificed for sin that we could not be, and he died the death that we deserved. He was like a sheep led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearers, he was silent. He didn't open his mouth. He didn't protest. He did not fight. He did not say, this is not fair. He took it. He took our brokenness, our shame, our sin, and our death. He, the Lord's lamb, bled and died, and we get to walk. We are forgiven. We are free. I saw Jay Rooks later that day, knowing that he remained silent. In fact, for whatever reason, he took my punishment for me. He was innocent and walked into the hallway knowing full well that I was the guilty party. And so when I saw him, I was ashamed. I glanced over at Jay as he stood with the cool kids, and he glanced at me, and he winked. Mom and Dad, if you are listening... I am sorry. Mr. Hoglum, I pray you are listening. If you are listening, I am sorry. Jay Rooks, I pray you are listening. If you are listening, thank you. And Jesus, I know you are listening. Thank you for coming in the flesh to live for us, to die for us on the cross, to pay for all of our sins, and for rising from the dead to give us the promise of everlasting life. Why did Jay do it? I have no idea. Why did Jesus do it? Because he loves you. He did it for you. Your sins are forgiven and your salvation is sure. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.